because I used to like a painting. So you you were a painter. I'm not a painter. I just like it. I'm the, maybe someday I'll I'll draw something for the next show when we talk about that book. Hello and welcome to the Asian American Forward Podcast. My name is Katie Simpson and I'm here, of course, with my regular co-host, Don. Don, good to talk to you again this week. Katie, nice to see you again. And I love the, I think there's might even be a bird in your bird feeder in the background. So that is nice. Um, and you've got your coffee. I've got, I finished my coffee already today, but it's a, just a nice co- like casual conversation between the two of us um, today. And we are talking about something that has been on your mind that you wanted to um, kind of process through. So I'm excited to um, just sort of like have a nice casual uh, sort of political philosophy back and forth um, conversation. Take me back to my uh, college days studying political science. Um, and so we're talking about um, trying to understand why new immigrants are sometimes attracted to Republican or conservative um, kind of political philosophy philosophy um, and viewpoints, particularly since um, kind of there's this growing perception of the Democratic Party as a big tent party um, that is more racially diverse um, and uh, more economically diverse than the Republican Party. At the same time, there was there were a lot of stories coming out of the election, particularly about um, I would say recent Chinese American immigrants and also Venezuelan American immigrants kind of being attracted to Trump and Trump's um, numbers among non-white Americans even being slightly better, even though he lost the election being slightly better this time around than they were in 2016. So we're kind of gonna dig into all of the issues um, surrounding that also because that's something very personal to you, Don, right? Yeah, uh, I think this question has been mangling in the in my mind for a long, long time. So, so I try to recall what's my immigration, the, the process, both in the uh, culturally, politically, economically. So it's a, uh, very, very originally when I came to this country during the late 80s and the early 90s, uh, all my mentalities are exactly the same. And the most new immigrant, the Chinese immigrant that come in this country at this moment, and they support Trump. So it's the, I try to recall what's the mentality during that time, it's the, and the why and the how I transform me uh, to current status. I take myself as the independent at this moment, both it's a, I can take both the liberals view point and also conservative point. I remember while in uh, I'm in the college, the first book I touched in the library. That's the our library has been closed for almost uh, twenty five years, and then they reopened. So it's I went to the library. The book I found is uh, the road to the surfing, the uh, the road written by uh, Hayek. The the that's the very, very conservative of the book. And I couldn't believe it's uh, in China, you can find the book there. So it's a uh, uh, Hayek is uh, almost uh, 
the icon for the conservative thought and economics and also it's in politics. So his thought is almost dominated in China for 20 years. And then when Milton Friedman visited China and then the Milton Friedman explored the highest a lot of thought to play the seed into most youth or young generation of economics. So it's a way suddenly looking for what's the dictatorship in the political system and also what's the freedom in the market dominated countries, uh, economy, e economy and economic institution. That's the very, very original is, uh, uh, I was built into the, uh, to bring me into the cap of a conservative. And also it's uh, when I moved to this country, all the Republican philosophy or their political viewpoint toward the society and encourage people work hard and industry to the very fit to our generation's philosophy. That's where original beginning. So it's, I started to join the Republican club and the Republican parties and the vote for Republican. But you know, in California, there's no chance for any Republican to stand by or win the election. So it's, I'm thinking it's a merely philosophical uh, or principle, it's a fit in your mind. Mm -hmm. Is there any chance you can do something really can make an impact to change the society? So the, I start outreach to the Democratic Party's friend. And also, you know, it's a lot of elected officials in California or especially Asian elected official, they lean very liberal and the uh, Democratic Party. So it's, I started working with them. And then later I found that there's not much bad things for the liberals. And then it's a social play. They care about the, the minority. They care about the human rights. They try to help the, uh, the people in need. And then it's, I start thinking it's uh, economics and also social policies. So somehow you need to find a point where you can mm -hmm. you can balance both sides. So that I start getting involved in the local politics and then working with uh, both sides. Gradually, I found the Republican, I couldn't find too much alliance there. There's not many people I can talk to. And also when you join the Republican club, that's most of them, it's a white Caucasian guy and they're very gentle. They always have a tie. When you talk to them, they just say hi very politely. But when you try to grab a power within Democratic Party, you couldn't even think of anyone with an Asian face to be in power or to control anything, except they are kind of an ATM machine. So whenever they need money, they come into you. After donation, you have nothing. So it's a, you couldn't make uh, any decision within Republican Party. Hmm. The most uh, trend after Trump becoming president, his uh, uh, language and also the, the message delivered to the country is uh, pretty hostile to the all immigrant, regardless of your Asian mm -hmm. or Black or it's the, uh, the people with uh, special need. That's the totally uh, uh, inhuman. That's in my real point. For the, to understanding most uh, Asian or Chinese immigrants, why they support Trump, 
the Trump, uh, I think it's the probably at the very beginning, similar like me. We believe in if you work hard and raise family and uh, make a decent living, you'll be good. And then you start sending your kids to the elite school. And then you become a socialist, uh, climbing the ladder into the upper level and they enjoy life, enjoy freedom there. So they, that's the, the something I can draw the conclusion. That's basically for, for me to start to understand these people. Yeah, I mean, there's like so much to unpack there. But the first question I have is just like a practical one, which is, so when you, when you moved to the US in the late 80s, um, you were living in Pennsylvania, right? And who was the president? I think it's a, uh, uh, I think it's a Bush. I think Bush Senior. Yeah, Bush Senior. Oh, yeah, no, I no. was just curious if you yeah. were like around for like sort of the Reagan Republican Party versus like sort of. I, I feel like the Republican Party has kind of evolved from that in my lifetime, like especially with the rise of the Tea Party in the mid you know, aughts around, you know, 2008, 2010. Um, and so I was just curious. Um, but I also wanted to ask about like, sort of when you um, became a citizen, do you think that was sort of what started changing your perspective or was it like a more gradual kind of process of just like talking to people and realizing um, maybe that your own political values um, kind of aligned more closely with more, uh, more, um, I don't like the word liberal because I feel like it carries a lot of meanings now that are like not all helpful, but I don't really want to use the word left either. Yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. I guess I'm going to say progressive, more progressive political philosophy. It's actually the, uh, the my thoughts and the process is very, very gradually. So even today, I still couldn't say that I'm a 100% accept a progressive or liberal view of point because it's a, uh, sometimes it's a, you think it's a, they probably it's a put a too much government resources into the uh, certain uh, interest group. And we can see it's a minority, we help them, we hand out to them. That's kind of things I still reserve some of my real point, but in general, I can understand, fully understand where they're coming from and where the policy, how they, uh, the policy coming out. The totally, uh, at this moment, uh, uh, I, I personally view is that we want to build a, a better society, regardless that you're in China or here. If you have some, uh, I cannot say it's ambition, but it's a kind of a dream, how we view of this country and how we view the society. When you want to do something, you have to find some standpoint where you started. So it's the, I used to try to write something or talk something and the graduates, I feel, there's so many people they can talk, they can write, but uh, where less people, they can do things and make an event happen. And those kind of things are more challenging, raise money for the politician you like. So it's, I gradually started to do the 
like uh, you know, it's uh, I've been in the Cupertino for planning commission for eight years. That's volunteers work. You decided all the cases regarding land development. And also it's I uh, try to culturally to working with a uh, local community like uh, a historical society, chamber of commerce, a rotary club. So it's the, I have attended all the local event and try to incorporate uh, my cultural background or my knowledge with the, all the local other ethnic group. By this way, I can see what I have done is a more realistic, more pragmatic to push the, the society uh, meltdown to all together to the, understand the culture of each other. That's the one side. On the political side, is I think it's a, when you get into the each level's legislation legislation process, you can see from idea to the law, there's a long, long process. So it's the gradually you learn each step and you know how to negotiate with a different interest group and put things together and try to find the, the not make everyone happy, but the majority of people, they happy. And also it's a, a, with a very efficient to put a bill together. That's why it's the, I like uh, working with the state legislature, legislatures and also it's a uh, federal levels. That's why it's the, I think uh, most uh, new immigrants uh, should, oh, it's, uh, I can see the trend, they start to learn. And at the very beginning, most people, they are Republican or they are very conservative. They always uh, shouting out, say, we like a Republican, but when you really, really get involved with the local matters, local issues, the people are going to learn. You have to compromise at some point if you want to change something. That's the lessons I learned in this country. And also I love the beauty of uh, this uh, democratic process. It's so beautiful. What was the first presidential, or I guess not even presidential, what's the first election you voted in ever? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, that's the nine, uh, 1994. I, I couldn't remember all 92. I, I couldn't remember. It's probably it's a Bush. You <laughs> um, also pointed out, so there's like this um, sort of tension. I think that is a very common tension in, in general in American politics, which is sort of between um, the like, sort of economic um, considerations versus the sort of like social policy and kind of cultural issues. Um, and so I am wondering also if you have noticed differences in how um, like new immigrants kind of interpret those, uh, those distinctions and issues um, versus, you know, native born Americans or even just people who have been in the U.S. for longer? Yeah, I think it's, uh, there's uh, one, one factor affect all new immigrants about their security because it's a uh, new immigrant they don't have any tie or any connection or relatives in this country. So it's, uh, when something happened to them, they have uh, nowhere to call for help. So that's the one thing is going to decide it. they have to work very hard to build the wealth and make money and make sure it's enough money to secure their life and also secure their children's future. 
that's very, very different. You know, it's uh, most people like you, your family, so you have a so long and so long time to, in each the, the friends circle and the people trust each other, have a family, relatives, uh, everything is network is here. That's your home. But new immigrants, they start taking this country as a home, but they don't have any connection. They cannot seek the help when there's something happen. That's the uh, the background for them. At this moment, they just try to intend to uh, look internally, not seeking outside. In that way, they they build their philosophy. Is that I have to do everything myself, and then it's, uh, they don't have a time or it's a resource or money to help others. So that's the fundamental. And in long term, they become very isolated or it's a very only limited to the their Chinese community or Vietnamese uh, community or their uh, individually, and then focus on their children. Gradually, they probably going to expand their, their network into the PTA or it's, uh, the colleagues, those kind of, but it's still very limited. In general, it's a community. To them, it's uh, the totally new things. They never have a chance or it's a very less chance to extend their network. But the reason the anti-Asian immigrant, the, the, the crisis, the tragedy instant happen. So I think it's a kind of wake up call. They start to realize that if you only focus on yourself, you're going to sooner or later, you're going to get in trouble. So that's the kind of things that I think in the next uh, six months or one year, something is going to happen in the mentality of an entire Asian or Chinese new immigrant, they are going to change. Hmm. That, that will be definitely very interesting to watch unfold and to see if your predictions come true. I'm also wondering then, like, how do we um, help to build those connections? I mean, even as a person who's like moved um, from different from different uh, communities in the U.S. I've lived in the Midwest. I've lived in the South. I've lived in New England. I've now lived in California, and all of those places are so different. And so I feel like I can kind of relate to that like experience of going somewhere and feeling like I have no connections, and how am I going to like sort of develop roots in in these places? So do you have advice um, for new immigrants, but also just for community members in general on like how to sort of like start building those bridges and connections that can kind of foster um, trust and relationships. There's a two, two sides. The number one is on the, uh, your thinking process, the mentality you have to build. So it's a, when you see the Google, Facebook, and uh, uh, the Amazon, all those uh, big corporations, originally so we think it's, uh, if we promote the individual success sooner or later, the money is going to back to the majority of people. They create the jobs, they generate the wealth. Right, trickle down economic. Yeah, trickle down economy. But yeah. later you'll find that this, this uh, monopolized the big giant corporation, they never can trickle down the economy. They just build the, the, the monopoly for themselves, for their dream, and do something else. But in general, it's very, very hard to trickle down the economy. And if you think this way, you're going to be looking for 80% American people or regular people. We call them normal people. They are suffering. They don't have a future. 
especially for the young people. You, you see the, 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 the money they make now, very, very few elite, the college graduates, they can make uh, the money like their parents and they can live the very relaxed lifestyle, enjoy work and also enjoy the leisure time. And this, this time is the people below 30, they kind of are struggling. And the very, very, like a 10%, 20% people, they are very good. But mm -hmm. 80% the young people, they are struggling. They don't see their future just like their parents. So that's kind of things is, uh, I want the, all the new immigrants to start thinking, but uh, it's pretty hard to change this uh, mentality. But at least uh, people can think this way. The second thing is in terms of practice, when you in participate in the PTA, in the history, in the culture, but not limited to your ethnic group, you extend it to the Indian American, you extend it to Black American, Korean American, Vietnamese American, Caucasian American, and then white. And then you can feel majority people or other ethnic group, they open their arm, welcome you to join. They want to know you, they want to learn from you. So it's the, when you learn something, they learn something from you as well. So it's the very, very good dynamic. If you commit like a two years or three years, five years, mingle with your neighbors, with all the societies, and then so you can feel your mind or your vision is totally different. And then you start to do some volunteer work, to do some leadership work. Because the most times when I join the community, all kind of organization, I just don't go there to physically present there or just uh, the hand, hand out the food or pantry. It's you always, you always think, always think is that I can do something bigger than be a member. So you can be the leader in mm -hmm. all kind of organization as long as uh, you show your capacity. So very easy, people don't refuse you be the leader. That's kind of a thing that most new immigrants uh, uh, should or can be go that direction. And most time you, you should enjoy this kind of a innovative way in the social change. Mm -hmm. What is something that you feel like, like uh, I'm curious about a lesson that you've learned from like American culture or, or even some other, like, um, you know, not even, it doesn't have to be broader American culture. It could be something that you've learned from like, you know, Vietnamese Americans or Polish Americans. Like what's, what's something, a, a, a lesson that really stands out to you in your mind that you're like, I wouldn't have learned this if I hadn't put myself out there and like really uh, mingled with my community. Okay. Each each ethnic group or small community, if you involve politics, there's a big lesson you have to listen. You have to learn because it's a politician, they do not produce a concrete product like a chair, cell phone. The only thing, the credit that they can take is some kind of event or some kind of bill or some kind of a concept. So it's a, you need to learn how to give this resource or this uh, the credit to your people. Mm -hmm. For me, as uh, long as uh, certain things happen or it's achieved, I always want to share the credit. I never want to say, oh, this is uh, what I need, this is what I got. 
And also the second thing is that money is always the number one priority for me. So it's the whenever I design or think anything, the number one thing is uh, don't bullshit to talk ideas. Just think where the money is, who is going to support you with this money. So you have to sell in the good ideas to the people they eager to, to sponsor you or support you. Even the politician, you have to help them to raise money and then you build your network from small to bigger. Trust is number one. So it's uh, be the honest people, try to help them, support each other. The people are going to, sooner or later, they're going to know what your capacity, what's the limitation and what kind of person you are. So it's, uh, I think it's a, uh, for me, I do enjoy the, all the uh, political talk and the political action. And also, it's a, I do see some kind of a dark side of a politics, but it's okay. As long as you move the city, the move the city, move the community forward, the dark side or something small, small, small things or trivial things is going to pass because you always try to put a, li a little bit of larger goal. Uh, I think it's a, I call it a realistic uh, uh, utopian society mm -hmm. in your mind. And then it's the build the friendship and the trust with uh, all the people. You should be good. I, I enjoy this country, take this as my home. I want to do something for this country as well. It's so good compared with the, my hometown China there. It's the, there are people there, it's good. But the political system, it's, I really don't like it. That's why I try to use every minute I'm in this country, mm -hmm. learn the politics, learn the law, learn the people, and try to do something back to this society. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, I also, as someone who's like interested in, in media um, and the way like we as a society sort of talk about issues, um, I really want to like kind of also hone in on how this issue um, is related to kind of um, trends in polarization and how we're getting our information. Something that really strikes me um, as something that kind of is a commonality between new immigrants and older Americans um, is just sort of their like news diet. Uh, I was talking with a friend this week who is an ABC, so her parents are from China, but she was born here in the US and she was like I can you my mom thinks that the Repub that the that the um the capital riots like she thinks they were democrats dressed as up as republicans and where is she getting this and I'm like listen my grandparents have said the same thing like they watch so much fox news like I'm from Tennessee I've heard it all and so I'm also like what do you think that is that there's this similarity here or what yeah, do you I make of that? A, yeah, and uh, I think it's uh, most uh, uh, majority Chinese uh, or Asian, the media outlet in this country, they are very, very conservative. The reason is the most uh, like uh, Vietnamese, uh, the uh, Taiwanese or mainland China, their media is uh, all coming from very background, uh, from the same background, it's a very, very dictatorship. So it's the from there they 
they build their political philosophy is totally based on the uh, the political uh, justice and the legal system, a law and order. So it's in terms of in world, okay, but not in practice. So it's the I cannot see them propaganda. That's they are believing. But for me, I just try to find the middle ground between the left and the right and try to talk based on the facts. And also it's a tell them from my personal experience, uh, if you want to accomplish something and your philosophy have to change, it's a merely stick with the Republican philosophy or conservative South doesn't solve the, any problem in this country. Most people, they can, they believe in something but in the practice, they're totally different. So that's the kind of uh, uh, ABC young generation with their parents. I see almost every family, they fight within the family, they fight. They said, oh my God, I send a hundred thousand quarter million, send you to the Harvard, Princeton, Yale. Oh, it's a progressive university. And then you're coming back, uh, blame me at the conservative and the criticize my value. The our value system is totally different with the young generation's value. That's the, the, the trouble they're coming from. But the, gradually, I see a lot of parents that they start changing. If they get involved by themselves to this society, to the community, they're going to change. Yeah, I, I also like really liked what you said about personal experience and being able to speak from that. I think that's really important also to understand even just, just for anyone talking to any other person who disagrees with them is to be able to like sort of trace those, how they're coming to the conclusions that they're coming to about po politics and society and the world from their own personal experience. And I think when you look at it from that angle, there's a lot less judgment and a lot more understanding um, for other people. Um, so I think that's like so important also um, to consider. Uh, I also wanted to ask you, since we love to talk about books on this show, if there was a book or two that you feel like was really crucial to your like political development and understanding as you've kind of like come to the US and had your, your like mindset sort of change. Uh, for the book, I just uh, recently read it. Uh, uh, I think that's called uh, uh, Utopian for Realistic World. So that's the, the book is talking about uh, how extreme uh, socialism, where it's uh, coming from, and uh, how it's uh, evolved until, to the today's and uh, apply the capitalism and the trickle-up economy. That kind of a book is really at the middle. So they combine the polarized socialism south, where it's coming from, and also compare with the current failure of the communism. They try to practice the utopian countries. And then talking about the, uh, the North, North European country, how they implement the social welfare and with the taxation structure chain and the future of uh, this country. Because this country is a way we see the, a lot of people suffering, but not to the point yet. So it's the, this book is going to talk about the, as a realistic or pragmatic person, 
how you do something to change the world. I, I enjoy that really. Um, is there also, um, I'm gonna ask for another book recommendation because I just like love talking about books. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm also curious if, if you have like um, a list or one or two or even just one books that you recommend to new immigrants to the US as like, read this book, this will help you understand America. If there's a book to you that's like quintessentially American. Yeah, if if people have a, a, any patient to read books, I, I recommend uh, read most uh, either Supreme Court Justice's uh, biography uh -huh. or, the, or read the, the Obama's the, the, uh, biography he, he wrote by himself. It's mm -hmm. uh, the language, it's uh, beautiful. And also, it's, uh, there have a lot of exploration of uh, how he think, uh, how how he thought, and how he made a decision on all the policy. This is a very recent uh, experience for most uh, new immigrants. They can still remember. And also, it's a lot of people they don't like Obama. But if you read his book and think about how he made a decision, you you'll be benefited from this reading. Yeah, sort of that same theme of like understanding how people's uh, perspectives yes. and decisions are shaped by their experience. Yeah. I'm interested that you didn't recommend a novel, though. I thought that's what you would do. Oh, uh, the, the novel just uh, for my personal experience. Uh, you know, it's the whom I'm reading too, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have I have to ask the opposite question now, which is, what would you recommend to, um, you know, like native born Americans, what book would you recommend to them to help them understand their immigrant neighbors better? Uh, Obama's book is uh, the, is, I think it's the best one is for the raising star, for the new immigrant one. And uh, I don't say which book is the best one. It's at this moment, I didn't feel it's, uh, there's uh, any book it's, uh, for people can read the only the very very old book uh, I think is a uh, to help a Chinese new immigrant is a uh, uh, the the pearls the good earth the that good one, earth yeah good earth that's the book I think if every Chinese they can read this one they can view American from exactly opposite it's a mm -hmm. white Caucasian girl went to China lived there and she wrote about China. So it's a, if you read her book and then it's a, coming back to this country, you can have some different uh, con contrast, how you think it's a totally different cultural stuff. That's the things that I want to recommend. I read that book and it's really helped me to understand this country. Wait, is it set in China or set in the US? No, I understand in this country, but um. you, you read the, first, the book, Good Earth, she wrote about China, uh -huh. but uh, when you read her book, because it's a totally different angle to read the different yeah. war on China. So it's a, you can exactly understand that when we come into this country and then it's observe the, the, all the detailed lifestyle, the stories and the relationship, you can mm. feel, oh yeah, you can see totally different angle to see your life here. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. I think we've ended on Pearl S. Buck before. So it's just like, I'm <laughs> kicking myself that I haven't 
gone to the bookstore yet to look for the good earth. I have yeah. such a huge stack of books next to my bed though. Um, as you know, we're working on like a 700 pager for this show. I don't know when I'm gonna have that finished, but that will be fun for our audience when they finally get to hear us be really confused about Murakami. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like a Murakami's book. I, I enjoy reading it every, every day. And because I used to like a painting, draw the picture myself. So you, you were a painter. I'm not a painter. I just like it. And then maybe someday I'll, I'll draw something for the next show when we talk about that book. So it's the, 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 the mental process and also description of the artist. Uh -huh. I feel so close. I feel so good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it too. I just like can only read very short chunks of it at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's fun to, if you like painting, you should get up to San Francisco. The museums have like just recently reopened. So. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Well, anything else you want to add while we're still here? Uh, not much. I think this episode we try to focus on the understanding of a new immigrant and how they form their conservative side. And I believe gradually it's, uh, I think it's more economically and then combined with the social philosophy, social justice, people are going to find some common ground in this country. And also the, there's a gap between the generation, I think uh, very quickly they're going to, after their, grad, their children graduate from uh, school, mm -hmm. maybe within three to five years, the parent and the children's relationship are going to merge to the similar direction. I cannot say exactly the same, but it's going to have some fun, some common ground, hopefully. Well, common ground is always the hope and better understanding. Yeah. I hope that we've at least contributed to that a little bit today, but we will wrap it up there for this week. Don, thanks as usual. Thank you, Katie. My name is Katie Simpson. Our podcast is sponsored by Asian American Forward. You can visit our website at www.asianamericanforward.com. If you enjoyed the show this week or have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss on a future episode, send us your comments at info at asianamericanforward.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on Facebook and hear more conversations between Don and I at our YouTube channel, which you should also subscribe to. If you're a fan of the show, leave us a review in the Apple Podcast Store or tell someone about us. It really helps people find the show. We'll talk to you next week.